This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. This address towards small businesses earlier today in the package that the prime minister gave more detail on, uh, as you might recall, came out late last week, the uh, Canada Emergency Response Benefit. But the prime minister uh, fine-tuned it or uh, put some context to it. And uh, when you've got people being indemnified, 75% still have lost their job or in the, the dangers of losing their job, uh, they can get 75% of the first 58,700 that they earn. So that's up to 847 a week. Whether that business stays open or not. And for the company, uh, we know we found out last week, there's that $40,000 interest-free loan. And uh, if you repay it by uh, the end of 2022, you get 25% off. So you get 10 grand kicked back to you. Now, whether that's gonna make businesses whole uh, remains to be seen because it still has to be paid. Look, uh, the big question mark here is uh, when these businesses finally do get up and running, how quickly can they get up to speed and is there going to be demand for their goods and or services? Which is really where it comes down to uh, what is going to be there to sell or offer and will there be takers? Our friend John Turley-Ewart, who weighs in somewhat regularly these days, is going to join us after 5 o'clock. We still have our panel topics worthy of discussion. But we'll try to cover off as many bases as we can and make some sense for you as uh, we do, as I say, unpack it all. And uh, to that end, when we get around to the economic component of all of this, the two-headed hydra, as I keep calling it, uh, we'll really drill into it granularly because a lot of people want to know Hell, uh, you know, April 1st looms, and for some, uh, there's a rent obligation. And they're wondering if they're going to be given any support or cut any slack. So we'll address that, too. That's only two days out. However, still with the health issue, and we know we've had the tragedy of nine deaths at that nursing home in Bob Cajun over the weekend. And so you can see there's vulnerability even outside the major built-up urban centers. And to wit, uh, a lot of people have felt that uh, they could gain some kind of sanctuary uh, by heading outside of the city and going up to perhaps their cottage in the Muskokas. Uh, doesn't always work that way. Phil Harding is the mayor of Muskoka Lakes, and he's here to give us an appraisal of the situation. Mayor Harding, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks, John. Good to speak with you again. I appreciate you coming on. What's the situation up there in Muskoka Lakes uh, vis-a-vis the COVID-19? Well, so far in uh, Township Muskoka Lakes, we have uh, no reported cases. Um, we do have, as of this morning at 9.30, six uh, cases that would uh, be within the district of Muskoka, per se, three of those being in Gravenhurst and three of those being in Huntsville. So it's not really a strain or stress on your, uh, your resources there or your hospitals, as far as we can see? Well, so far, I think the strain and stress about two weeks ago, there were a number of seasonal residents who, because of March break and nothing to really do with their children, they decided to come up to Muskoka. And it was at the same time that um, 
the the world pandemic was coming forward and people all of a sudden to, decided to go on a shopping spree, fill up their shopping carts, buy the toilet papers, buy every piece of meat, freeze it possible so that they would have supplies. And that was a shortage, as we noted, right across all Ontario. That was definitely something noted here within uh, Muskoka Lakes and across uh, all the other six municipalities here as well. I was told, confirm or deny, that uh, the Simcoe Muskoka Health Unit said there had been a total of 35 cases. So that has changed, uh, and literally this is a moving daily target. The last uh, update I had uh, was this morning, and we now have 44 across Simcoe Muskoka. All right, uh, and is this kind of community spread, uh, local transmission? Did people come up from the city? Do you have any idea of knowing? So they do report as to what is the community spread, so on and so forth. The information, and again, I'll speak specifically to the six cases, uh, the three in Gravenhurst, the three in Huntsville. All of those were travel-related. Three of them were from the U.S. One of them is an unknown, a gentleman in his 20s. He's at home isolating. Uh, We also have one from Australia and one from Quebec. Interesting, the gentleman who is 60 from Quebec is also recovered at this particular point. Do you have any long-term care facilities in your neighborhood? We do have a couple of long-term care facilities. Uh, one called the Pines, operated in uh, Bracebridge. And then there's also a Fairburn also up in Huntsville. And there's some other private facilities as well in Bracebridge. We don't have any specifically in the township of Muskoka Lakes. All right, uh, because I was going to ask if uh, there's been a situation there. I mean, you might have heard in Bob Cajun at uh, the Pinecrest nursing home, nine deaths over the weekend, and uh, there have been have a number, including healthcare uh, frontliners, have also been infected, I think a total of 14. So it's just a case that uh, we need to be reminded of that uh, speaks to extra caution, especially around the vulnerable. Sounds to me like the situation, though, is pretty well in hand. In your sources. Uh, the grocery is up there, everything's stocked. Uh, there's no run on groceries or anything like that right now. So, what really has happened is a whole bunch of new protocols have gone into play. And, and let me come back to uh, those in Bob Cage and those at nursing home. Um, my, my heart goes out to the families who've lost loved ones. And as this pandemic comes across all of Ontario and around the world, uh, I've said that we will all come in very close contact with losing someone who's important to us. And because of that, we really need to follow the isolation rules and stay away from people as best we can to control this and more than that, flatten the curve. Coming back to Muskoka and food, if I may, John, the, um, we have resupplied. Um, our grocery stores have been filled again. They are doing screenings as you walk into the grocery store. Have you been out of the country? Are you sick in any way? They're turning people away. They're only allowing one person in at a time. They're also now doing home delivery by email or phone, or you can come and pick it up in the parking lot. So there doesn't have to be any contact, which I appreciate. So what is your thoughts if C- up and uh, think they'll ride this thing out up there. Is that advisable or not? Well, there's been, I'll say, some conflicting stories. So, number one, uh, we are one community. We have a number of seasonal residents. We have a number of permanent residents. Um, but we all have to interact together. And, and I really hope people do appreciate that we are one community. I don't care what your designation is, if it be seasonal, personal, or permanent. We have a number of seasonal who are already here. Stay in your home. Stay in your cottage. Please don't go out. Isolate. Um, the Premier on Friday made a comment and a suggestion based on some mayors, because of the food chain supply, 
to stay away. And I understand that. Our healthcare system, we are ready should this. We are not overtaxed at this point, but I can't predict what's going to happen in uh, seven days or 14 days, so on and so forth. It is interesting, though, the Canadian Chief uh, Public Health Officer has advised people not to head to their cottages. Duly noted. Uh, and in the case that they do, I guess uh, right now you're... Your resources aren't strapped, but hopefully uh, you won't have to find out if, in fact, uh, where that tipping point is. I appreciate your coming on. And uh, again, people can take that under advisement not to go there unnecessarily. Phil Harding is the mayor of Muskoka Lakes. Uh, Stay healthy. Good luck to you and the community. And uh, under different circumstances, I'm sure we'll talk down the road. Thank you, John. Have a wonderful day. And again, remind people to isolate. Please stay away. That is the operative phrase. There's no question about it. Phil Harding, again, is the mayor of Muskoka Lakes. We heard that from the chief medical officer of health here in the province. David Williams came out with a statement within the hour uh, imploring people to follow the protocols that are now well established. It's uh, not like it's mysterious or you're hearing it for the first time. I would hope not anyway, that uh, people have got to isolate. In fact, he was pretty emphatic saying that uh, it even drew into question whether or not that nightly walk might be advisable. And if you're going to the store more than once a day, at the very least, uh, he'd like you to even curtail those numbers of so-called essential trips. Reduce your exposure to other people outside of your household. Stay the requisite two meters or six feet apart. He says, I'm also strongly recommending that individuals over 70 years of age self-isolate. I know they have this streak of independence and saying, well, I've seen everything already be very mindful uh this is a vicious virus and the way it attacks uh it has no remorse he also goes on david williams does to say this means only leaving home or seeing other people for essential reasons seek services over the phone or internet or ask for help from friends family or neighbors with essential errands this also applies to individuals who have compromised immune systems and or underlying medical conditions And then again, need we be reminded, wash your hands regularly, practice proper cough and sneeze etiquette, avoid direct contact when greeting people. And if you're returning from travel outside of Canada, my understanding, uh, there's still another flight of people being repatriated from Mexico. And uh, most of those individuals, as I guess, from Haiti anyway, are going back into Quebec, which has the single greatest number of incidents, by the way, in the country. And uh, But they have greater testing than Ontario does, which is kind of interesting because Ontario's testing is on a per capita basis, one of the lowest in the entire country. One in 347 of the population have actually been tested. 41,900 tests in the province of Ontario. We need faster testing. We need a more broad-based testing regimen. And that'll bring down the incidence of uh, people who are in critical condition as well as having having passed. It's interesting because of these tests, uh, I guess this is across Canada, 3% have been proven to be positive, 93% are negative, 7% required hospitalization, 3% critical, 1% fatal. So far across the country, more than 220,000 tests have been conducted, but still a pittance relative to a population of uh, 37 million, give or take. So this is why we need more testing. There's a whole lot of uh, things that we need more of. And uh, to that end, 
you know, it gets frustrating because I guess there were businesses who were on tenterhooks wondering, uh, when are we going to get back up to speed? We understand there's this inextricably linked relationship, tackle the virus, and then we to another end, but uh, there's a real anxiety for businesses to resume, to get back on stream. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.